As iron sharpens iron, darling, so it is one woman sharpen another. Welcome to the Woman Ride Podcast, hosted by Anainan Otterwell and Cynthia Lyon, building strong women of color, the cultivation of the mindset. Hey everybody, welcome back to the Woman Ride Podcast. This is your co-host, Cynthia Lyon. I'm here today with my co-host, of course, as usual, Anainan Otterwell, but today we're joined by somebody very special, and her name is Sinead. Williams. You can find her on Instagram at sunae.williams. Williams. We're so honored to have you here. Thank you so much for um, honoring the invite, Sunae. So we titled uh, today's episode as uh, the love covenant or covenant love. So, yeah, that's basically what we'll be talking about. And Sine will be sharing a lot with us. I hope you guys will enjoy. Thank you, Sine, for making time. And it really means a lot to us, actually. So we're just going to dive deep into love. And we can't wait to hear your views on what we'll be talking about today. So the first question that I'm going to ask is, what's your perspective on love? Hi, ladies. Thank you so much for having me with you on this podcast. It's such an honor to join you in this conversation. On your first question, I think um, if I quickly Googled and it just says for love, it's an intense feeling of deep affection. But I think all of us know that there's so much more to it. So to me, love is so much more than something that you feel. It's something that you choose. And it's so much more than just words. It's actions. It's practical. It's choosing to, to show that you love others by the way that you um, respond to them, the way that you treat them, and little things that you do for them. And, um, yeah, I think it, it just comes down to not – it's not just a fuzzy feeling – if you love someone, it means that you cherish them, you honor and respect them, and you choose to give of yourself to them instead of wanting from them. Um, and lastly, I'll also just add that love is choosing to put someone else before yourself and seeking the best for them. Um, and those are ways in which you can love. Wow, that was actually such a beautiful definition of love, uh, very deep. But you mentioned something about love. You said that love is about um, putting other people first before you, right? So I have a question, like, what is your opinion on self-love then, where you put yourself first in certain instances? Is that selfish or is that also necessary? Because, I mean, sometimes you put other people first, but it seems like they take advantage and you can't pour from an empty cup. Self-love is important. Um, it's important that you first know how loved you are, that you also make time for yourself, make time to rest, make time to do things that make yourself feel happy and feel rested, feel refreshed, so that you can then go and refresh and love others. So it's definitely not selfish to also look after yourself and to to do things that, um, that you enjoy. But I think... Um, always considering when you are with someone else not to in that moment be selfish and um, 
and choose always what's best for you, but rather always looking, how can I do what's best for the other person? So may I ask, what are your practical examples uh, of self-love? For example, where you feel like you are running on empty, like your cup is running on empty and you need to kind of fill up your cup and refresh yourself so that you can be refreshing to others. I, I like to just take moments in silence and sometimes it's, it's just sitting on my own in a quiet spot, um, just with my own thoughts. And sometimes I really enjoy taking time to write a bit or to color in a bit or to listen to good, encouraging, uplifting music. Um, and even sometimes just taking, you know, a day or afternoon off, um, watching something that I enjoy or reading a book or a magazine that that's, um, yeah, that, that I enjoy. Um, those are all things that I like to do. And sometimes even just taking walks out um, in nature is very refreshing to me. So, it's very important to find those things that you enjoy and find those things that help you feel refreshed. And to me, those are a few of those things. And even eating some, some lovely snacks every now and then. <laughs> what happens if you have a partner who's not so good at communication? So what do you do in those instances? To be honest, it would be very difficult if you have a partner who do not communicate, but I would say from your side, maybe open up conversation um, and, and do it from a, a point not of attacking, but rather um, opening up and saying that, you know what, I know I think it would be better for both of us if we just talk about this or that, or if we just communicate about these things, um, like letting your partner know that, you want to communicate or you want them to share something with you, not because you're nosy or um, anything like that, but because you really want to help them and be there for them. Oh, now that you've mentioned that, um, how do you express love? Um, yeah, there's so many ways in which to express love. And I know you guys also recently had your podcast on love languages. And um, naturally for me, I really enjoy loving people through acts of service. Um, so whether it's in small things or big things, uh, I, I would love to show my love always through service. But even in small things like listening to when um, – a person speaks or when they share their hearts to really listen and to get to know them um, to me that's also a way in which I show people that I love them then there's also the physical side especially in romantic relationship and with my husband um, ways in which he feels love um, I would also express my love and um, something I've only recently become more aware of is that sometimes I express love in ways that I would enjoy receiving it, but it would mean so much more to the other person if I actually get to know them and know how do they receive love, how do they feel love. So that's something that I'm really trying to be more aware of, um, not only with my spouse, but also with family and friends, to know how would they feel love and to love them in that way. Um, and a measure that I would always use as well for love is to see, am I being patient? Am I being kind? 
am I hoping all things and enduring all things? And um, that is something that if I love my husband or whether I love the children that I teach at school, um, to me, love are those things. So I always try to, to see, am I, am I being patient and kind, etc. Obviously, you did, I think you did mention about reciprocation, but how do you really know that someone loves you? You guys are asking really good questions. I must just add that. <laughs> um, <laughs> but to me, it's the same. Um, people can say that you love you, that they love you, and that means a lot. But to me, it's all in the actions. Um, how can I see that someone loves me? It's it's in the, the little things. Uh, it's are they spending time to get to know me? Are they really listening when I share? Are they really interested? Um, and yeah, if I just look at my husband, for example, the ways in which he loved me is through through acts of service, through words of affirmation, through all of those different ways. But it's the it's those little things that really means the most and really shows love to me. And how was the shift between um, your dating phase or your courting phase to marriage? Like, did you feel like it was a huge jump or things were basically, things just flowed properly or would, what, what, what was the shift basically? Definitely a, a spiritual and an emotional shift. And um, it's, it's very different to when you were just dating or courting um, but to to us, it, it really felt natural as well, and it felt smooth. And um, I know that's because of a lot of God's grace and how the Lord really prepared us for marriage. And um, yeah, just just how the seasons before being married um, didn't go to waste. I think that really played a massive role in in us being pre- prepared for this new season. And um, yeah, I think we were also just so excited to get married that it, it, everything just felt wonderful and amazing and exciting. Um, but I think if you if you go into marriage they, um, with the mindset of I'm here to, to love my spouse and I'm here to, to give of myself, um, give it, like, everything that I can um, for this marriage, then you... You you'd end up not only giving but receiving so much, and that in 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 itself makes that everything just become such a great adventure. And um, yeah, for us it felt very comfortable, um, but I know it's also really a blessing. Um, it can be um, different for other people; it might be a bit more of an adjustment. But um, that was just you know our experience. All right. Um, I actually want to ask, um, is this how you pictured your life maybe um, three uh, three years ago or four years ago? Did you think you'd be married at such a young age? <laughs> um, if you asked like three years ago, I would say yes, because that is when um, I met my now husband. So oh, okay. then I pictured it like that. But if I go further back, um, maybe as a teenage girl, I, I wouldn't say that I, I thought I would be married by now. It's, it's something that I really prayed into a lot. And I always knew that it will happen at the right time. 
Um, and it's something I had a lot of patience for in, in the season of, of singleness. Um, and when it came, um, at first, I had the thoughts of, shoot, am I ready for this? But then with that also came a lot of peace and a lot of just um, confirmation that the time was right and that this was the right thing to step into. So if I look at it now, I wouldn't change a thing about it. I'm so grateful for just God's timing. And, um, yeah, I, I I don't see it now as, as a young age, but I know in general um, getting married at this age seems young. But it's, it, it comes down to what are you called to in what season and what will be, you know, the best space for you to be in. So there are things that I look at now that I'm so grateful I'm married because I'm so much better prepared for the specific things that I'm called to now. But also when I look back on my single season, I'm so grateful that I was single for those specific things that I was called to then and the things I was committed to then. So it all, yeah, kind of adds up in that way. And, yeah, I wouldn't see this at all as settling. I really see this as a beginning of a whole new life um, and a whole new adventure. What would your advice be for people in waiting or people in their, uh, what is it, in their season of singleness? Don't waste the season that you're in. Um, yeah, don't get so caught up in that you are waiting for what's next or what you see maybe as something better, but really see the worth of the space and the season that you're in. And don't let that time go to waste. Really spend time investing in yourself, building yourself, growing um, and becoming who you are meant to be in that time so that when the time comes for a new season, for you to step into a relationship, that you are um, where, where you are the best space where you can be for that new space. And don't miss out on the, the things that are special to every season like there are special things and um things that you can enjoy in every single in every season whether you're single or courting engaged or married um don't miss out on those things and also don't settle ladies know your worth know what you um what you believe in and 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 stick to those things stick to um your convictions don't compromise. And I can tell you now that the waiting is so worth it. Um, yeah. Don't awaken that love before the time for it isn't right. It's so, so worth it if you awaken that love in the right time. Okay, so now if you are in the courting phase with your partner, do you think that um, we should also wait in terms, well, I mean, when it comes to intimacy, should we wait and not be intimate until we get married? As in, like, what's your take on the sex before marriage thing? Okay. I know that, um, yeah, everyone has their own convictions and um, I really don't want to, yeah, make it sound like... Um, anyone who believes, believes differently to me are in the, in the wrong. But my conviction is 
um, just on, on, on expressing your love physically. Um, and when it comes to sex, that sex was created for marriage and it's, it's a gift to be enjoyed within marriage. And um, my husband and I, we both waited till we were married to have sex and we didn't really see it as waiting. We just saw it as that was a gift um, that we'll get to enjoy and get to share in once we marry. Um, so whatever your convictions are, I would also say in your relationship, make sure that you are clear about it and that you communicate about it and that you set boundaries with your partner. Um, we always look at it as um, when we were still dating, um, we always looked at specific things and asked ourselves, is this something that would steal from our marriage? So whether it was physically, emotionally, spiritually, just setting up those boundaries so that we do not do things that ultimately could steal from something that we we could have enjoyed more or experienced in a different way once we were married. Um, so yeah, that is that's my take on it. Really no judgment towards someone who feels differently. And um, there's always, you know, there's almost always restoration that can take place if your um, conviction has changed. Now you want to wait, but you've maybe overstepped over lines before. Um, there's so much restoration that God can bring. Um, but yeah, I can just from experience say it's such a blessing to experience what it is to have sex in marriage, to be one in that most intimate physical way and also be connected spiritually, emotionally through that act. So do you think it's a good idea that people should cohabit before getting into marriage or should they actually stay together after marriage? Yeah, once again, I, I know everyone sees this differently and I understand completely um, why, like you said, people think it's a good way to get to know each other um, by living together before you get married. But again, just from our own experience, um, yeah, it's, it's just such a, also such a great discovery and such a great way to get to know your new spouse when you start living together once you're married and just to create that new life together. I think because marriage, it's re it's really the, the start of a new family, the beginning of a new family. So once you have that covenant to then step into a space where you are living together, your life is now intertwined. It's, it's such a great space to then from scratch, fresh and new start as a family to say these are the things we value in our house this is the way that we want to do things in our house and we can do that easily because we are now one we have committed to each other and we are in a covenant so again for us it came down to what are the things that might might steal from our marriage and um yeah where can we 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 save as much for marriage but um yeah that was just our personal conviction and as I said, it, it was really a blessing to get to start as husband and wife together in a space and, and really establish a family and a new way of doing things within covenant. Uh, now that we, we're talking about marriage, obviously there should be some 
contractual agreements that ha- have to happen. So what I want to ask is that as signing a prenup um, sort of leaves out doubt that the marriage won't work or is it a good thing to do? I think with a, a marriage contract, um, in the past, people saw it very much as it's a it's it's there in case the marriage doesn't work out. But I believe because times have changed, that perspective have, have also changed. Just on the side of doubting whether the marriage would work out, I would really um, advise people that if they do have doubt. Um, before getting into the marriage to to really reconsider and to um, to to just check like is this really something that you can commit to wholeheartedly and full of faith because um, yeah I would never want someone to go into marriage with those doubts with uh, in terms of a contract um, how, why I said the times have changed um, we also look at the fact that so many people, in the position where they are starting their own businesses and with that comes specific risks. So um, to in today, today's time, when people sign a contract, for example, I would hope and I, I believe it's, it's a, a, a decision based on wisdom because you know of the risks that your family might um, hold financially should something happen, for example, to either of the spouse's businesses, just knowing that as a family, as husband and wife, and one day with your children, you'll still be covered financially. You won't lose everything if one spouse's opportunity or or job or business, for example, doesn't work out. So um, I think it's more a matter of practicality and just Mm -hmm. considering what is the safest for you as a family. Um, Yeah, and, and looking away from doubts and fears, but um, just just putting things in place to rather protect yourself as a family, um, husband and wife together financially, if that makes sense. <laughs> Is there any advice that you'd like to leave our listeners with? Yeah, I think if I could just share something to end off with is that um, you should believe that love is possible and you guys said it so well as well just hoping being hopeful about love and really knowing that love and pure love can first and foremost be found in God we can really only love because he loved us first Matthew loves me so unconditionally he loves me so much better and more than I could ever deserve And um, I know that he can only love me that way because God loved him first and he is loving me with the love that comes from God. So if I could just encourage our listeners today to really seek and you will find that love that is found in God and to, to love yourself with that love as well and to love others with that love. Um, And just a final things to those listeners who might also be married Um, just encouragement for us to always remember that marriage isn't the end goal Um, it's it's a new beginning and uh, we should always always be open and willing to to learn more to grow more and to just love more
would like to thank everyone that is continuously supporting us and we are so grateful for the positive feedback that we get from you guys so please feel free to send us a dm on instagram at women underscore right at women underscore right sharing your insights or comments about our episodes and also if you'd like to become a guest on one of our episodes tackling a topic of your choice that is in line with our vision and our mission please feel free to send us a dm as well thank you guys for tuning in and we can't wait to have you on our next one